You're Gonna Meow Podcast Network. change to happen in any relationship, whether it's a marriage, a friendship, family relationships, there needs to be open dialogue. You're listening to Marriage Survival Boot Camp. We are not professionals, nor are we counselors. This is really for entertainment purposes only. You may hear graphic details about our lives. Sorry, Sorry, Dad. Dad. Hey, and uh, welcome to episode one of Marriage Survival Boot Camp. My name is April. I'm your hostess. And I am Damon, your host. And um, so Marriage Survival Boot Camp is brought to you by the You Gonna Meow Podcast Network. (laughs) Chris has started something. Mm you can find us at www.yougonnameow.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr, backslash you gonna meow. You can email me, April, at April at you gonna meow.com. And, and Damon at you gonna meow.com. Yeah. Um, also, if you're checking out our, our wonderful show here on you gonna meow.com or iTunes, Stitcher, or Google um, Play, you can also find some of our other shows. Yep, absolutely. Uh, take a listen to Bless Your Heart, which is the um, uh, flagship uh, podcast that we created to get this uh, network started. Uh, April uh, brings in a variety of guests uh, to kind of bullshit and talk about different things in life. Um, then there's uh, the Boo with Emily Faye Coleman. She brings in guests to talk about ghost stories, uh, famous and infamous stories from around the nation. Then we have uh, VHS Vengeance with uh, Nick Puente and David Lowry. They do riffs on uh, B movies. It is a fantastic show. It's very funny. If you have, uh, if you like B movies, if you're a fan of MST3K, you'll uh, like this podcast a lot. Yeah, they're very good, and uh, hopefully we'll have some more shows coming soon. Yep, do yeah. stay tuned, and we'll keep you guys apprised as soon as we bring on even more shows for your entertainment. Yes. So anyway, so let's entertain them with this show. Absolutely. Um, so, basically, uh, we've been married 22 years. We'll be married 23 years, uh, May 6th um, not, uh, this year, 2018. And um, we have a lot of people ask us uh, how we've stayed married this long, how we've done it, how we get along, that sort of thing. So, there's no one real straight answer. Um, so, we decided to do this podcast to let people know. So, this is what we're kind of up to. And so, we're going to call this one Origin Story. So That's this right. Is... Every, every, every good story has to, or every good set of characters, which we're the characters, has to have an origin story. And this is ours. Um, you may or may not get any life lessons out of it, but uh, hopefully you'll find it entertaining. Yeah, for sure. Um, you're going to find out that Damon's colorblind for one. Yeah, who so... knew? Red, green, colorblindness. Well. It figures. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I figured it out the day I met you. So. Yeah, yeah. You want to get started with that? Sure. So right. we met in um, mid-July of 1986, uh, this one time at band camp. It really was this one time at band camp. Damon was um, 
I'm going to start it and you can jump in wherever you want to. But basically, Damon and I met at band camp. And when we first got there, you have to consider that this is a new this is high school. It's a public high school and it is kids coming from many uh public and private middle schools from all over the city so probably anywhere from like maybe eight to ten middle schools you think yeah i think so and uh i came from a private school saint mary's that was uh, ran from kindergarten to eighth grade uh it was a catholic uh school and because i was raised catholic and the thing of it was is that there was no catholic high school so after eighth grade I had to go to one of the other schools in in the city. Right. And I went to Eastrom Junior High, which made sense for me to go to Eastrom High School. So we basically ended up at Eastrom High School's uh, summer band camp two weeks before school started. And when you get there, it's chaos. It's parents dropping off kids, um, kids like who have their instruments, you know, and have known each other in middle school like I did. And I had my clarinet with me. I knew all the girls in jun- in my junior high, you know, and we were already introducing ourselves to the other clarinet players and that sort of thing. Um, I can only tell you from my perspective what happened. Basically, you came in, you signed up with whomever was running, you know, trying to organize all these kids and they were checking us like our parents were give, telling them who we were and they were checking us against the roster for the upcoming school year. And then um, we got placed in our um, in our groups, essentially. So yeah. for, for you, I don't know. I've never heard you really talk about this part. But. Yeah. Well, for me, it was I I learned to play piano at a young age. And so I wanted to try out uh, the marching band. And the closest instrument for piano players in the marching band is things like the xylophone or the uh, um, glockenspiel, you know, mm-hmm. anything like that where it had a similar sort of key layout to a piano. So that's exactly what I did. I signed up to play the xylophone. Um, interestingly enough, in this particular band, we had marching xylophones, if you can imagine that. So it's this huge contraption of, you know, you picture if you've seen xylophones in, in an orchestra or in a band where the percussion is actually on the sidelines, our percussion marched with the rest of the band. So we had marching versions of all the equipment. So I had a harness that went over my shoulders and it was a sort of a cut down version of a xylophone, but still very big. I mean, it was at least three octaves, if I remember correctly. It was very heavy. I weighed all of a buck five because I was skinny, you know, five foot eight little guy you know, wearing this thing that weighed about 60 pounds. Mm -hmm. And so here I am, you know, bending backwards to hold this thing the whole time I'm out there. Yeah, you arched your back backwards to... You basically arched your back backwards to counterbalance the weight of the xylophone. And the first time I saw you, you were, um, I remember because what they did is they split us up into groups. And for marching band, I... I twirled the flag. So I was part of the color guard. So I was with the color guard and we were kind of off in one area out in this field back behind the school. And we were starting our practices and getting to know each other and kind of finding out what was going to happen. Um, then, uh, we all kind of ended up on the field that day. Um, just, Kind of in our general areas where we were going to be, Mr. King was kind of going over what it, everything was going on. Now, the thing about our high school was is it it sat directly across the street from a mall. And we're talking 1986. Malls are in the height 
of their heyday and everybody goes to the mall and there's a giant food court and on top of that across the street is a burger king and so when it came to lunchtime mr king who was our band director at the time he screamed break and when he screamed break Everybody took off into a thousand directions and we, um, I, me and my girlfriend started to take off. Well, we had already noticed Damon. We, we were, uh, we all thought he was kind of cute and adorable because he had this crazy, just curly hair that flew in every freaking direction. So you must not have had it cut yet for the school year. You still had like kind Pro- of crazy probably long Probably not. Hair. I probably hadn't figured out exactly what I wanted to look like, I guess. Right. So we had seen you and we were going to talk to you. And when we kind of all like started like, well, where's that new kid that's out in the middle of the field? We turn around and you're still out in the middle of the field. Yeah. And you're just standing there watching everybody run away. A, well, probably because you can't run in something that gigantic. Yeah. You know? And I mean... It, the reason why we explained about how the junior highs came together to to meet at the high school was that everybody else was coming from junior highs where they knew people. I was coming from St. Mary's, a private school, to East Rome, which was a public school, and there were very few other St. Mary's kids that had come along with me, and none of them were in the band. So I was by myself. I did not know a single kid. I was shy. It was the first day. I hadn't made any friends. So... Mr. King yells break, everybody goes off with their friends, and I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah, so you're standing there, and then me and about three or four of our my friends who are who like twirl flags, play clarinet and flute and all that, because I hung out with that group. And um, we look out there, and standing in the middle of the field is this adorably tall, skinny kid with this gigantic thing on his chest, and he's he's arched way back, and he has on a green t-shirt he has on blue shorts that go all the way to his knees and then he has on white knee socks that come up just under his knees and they have red stripes and then he has on tennis shoes and i i fell in love i i was like that's the dorkiest thing i've ever seen and i fell in love so everybody's like well we got to go ask him to go to lunch and it's because nobody knew you and they were and and everybody took off and and left you alone so we were all like well we got to go have him go to lunch with us and so we're like you go ask him no you go ask him well i'm the i was the bolder of all the group huh imagine that hmm, i'm always the first one to speak up um so i um i was like they were like no april you do it you go talk to him you're you're not shy you go talk i was like all right fine so the closer I got to you, all my mouth got dry, my my knees got shaky, the whole nine yards, and I completely forgot what I was going to ask you. And I walked up to you and I said, hey, your socks don't match. The very first words out of her <laughs> mouth to me, your socks don't match. It was great. It's a great way to start a relationship, don't you think? And then I turn around and I look at my girlfriends and they're all standing there and I didn't realize it. So I turn around, I look at you and I go, hey, your socks don't match. And then I turn around and look at my girlfriends and what do you see? I see them laughing. Of course they're laughing. They're laughing at her uh, fumbling around. Now, in my mind, I just heard somebody come up to me and tell me my socks don't match. And then I look over and see that person's friends laughing. I've been here before. I mean, there's, a, you know, being a shy kid and all that, I was always kind of standoffish with other kids. And 
frequently got made fun of. So I felt like I knew what I was seeing. I totally understood. I was being made fun of again. Okay, I'm just going to ignore it. Right. And so he kind of starts to walk away. And I'm like, hey, uh, do you want to go to lunch with us? And, and I said, very politely said, no. And walked away. And that was how we first met. And he left me standing there. I, I have very rarely in my life had anyone cut me off. Just no. And just walk away from me and, and give me nothing. I mean, nothing. And I, that was a, one of the first times I've ever in my life experienced that. And so, of course, I had to chase him down. No, I didn't. I let him go. Um, <laughs> Amazing. I was embarrassed. I um, I just went back to my friends and they were like, what happened? And I was like, he doesn't want to go to lunch with us. And they're like, oh, I wonder why. And so I didn't mm. tell them. Um, <laughs> and then life goes on. Yeah. Life yep. goes on. We yep. go through band camp. Yep. Um, I made I made friends with some of the guys in the percussion section because that's who I hung out with mostly for the those two weeks of band camp. Yeah. And I uh, stuck with the flag people. And I mean, I honestly can't can't say I, th- I thought about you every day after that because I don't remember. But I, um, I I just I it was a long time before we ever crossed paths again. I don't. Did you think did did that? bother you for very long or no the incident itself didn't bother me for very long what's funny is though is that i guess probably a couple of weeks into the school term starting i did think about you most you know i saw you Mm -hmm. in in various classes and i did think about you you would you would think that i would think you know pretty negative thoughts but i actually thought ah she's interesting yeah and every time i saw you i would always turn my head down and like look away because i was embarrassed i was like well i've I've made a fool of myself so yeah so it seems like this should be the end of the story, right? right. I mean, that we, we go our separate ways. You know, I go off to do my thing. She goes off to hers. And, you know, we meet other people and blah, blah, blah. And school life goes on. So right. school for us always started uh, the very first week of August. And so school starts the first week of August. And the way our school was set up, the homerooms were set up as a, in a way that it was like – Everybody from the letter A, if your last name started with the letter A to the letter whatever, it was one one class. And then the next class just started with it. And so you never really knew who your homeroom teacher was going to be. It was pretty random. But you knew that everybody in your homeroom was probably going to be in your homeroom in the next year and the year after that and the year after that because our you know our last names didn't change so damon's last name was gallaty my last name was bowling so we were not in homeroom together that's right but we did have several classes together which is unusual because well it wasn't in that first year in that first year we all took the same kind of like pre-algebra and english and i was in a lot of the um college prep classes my uh, freshman year, right? <laughs> Found out that I shouldn't have been in there. Um, mm-hmm. That changed my sophomore year. Um, I was not quite as dedicated to schoolwork as Damon was, so Damon stuck with the college prep program. I did not, so we kind of went separate ways. But we always saw each other in band. Mm-hmm. Um, but backtracking a little bit, one of the classes we had together was pre-algebra. Yes, and I. I don't know why I particularly remember that class, but I do remember I was in there with you and, you know, several people we went to school with. But there was one guy that you hung out with. And we have not discussed this until we were right here in the middle of recording this. What do we do about names? What do we do about names? Well, 
The easiest thing to do is mention the name, and then uh, we could go back later and bleep it out, I suppose. Well, you know what? Why don't we just call him G? All right. We'll call him G, yes. Okay. So we had a friend, or I'm sorry, Damon had a friend I named had a friend. G. Yeah, he, he went to St. Mary's with me, so it was a guy I knew and I liked, so it, I just... We became – and I hung out at his house quite a bit. So we were pretty much best friends. And so okay. it, it worked out that we kept that relationship up in high school, at least for the first couple of years. Was that part of the reason why you came to East Rome was because G, G was going there? Uh, that did help, yes. Okay. Yes. So um, so basically G was sitting in the math class and he said something smart. He said – he in that way that kids flirt – I mean, you got to consider we're 13 years old at this point. Okay? That's right. Yeah. So, so mature, 13. You're t- yeah. We, the story you're listening to is 13-year-olds. Just know that. So this this 13-year-old says something to me. I turn around, and I very maturely stuck my tongue out at him. And I will never forget what he said. I don't kiss across the room. And oh, I just yeah. – uh, Yeah. And I just – it made me giggle, and I laughed, and that was that. So – um, later, he caught me in the hall, and he asked me to a movie, and me and G started going to movies together and hanging out. Yeah, so if you're keeping track so far, my current wife was dating my best friend <laughs> within the first few weeks of our initial entry into high school. Right, and I, like I said, it, we're talking 13 years old. 13 years old, we um, we hung out quite a bit now. In Georgia, um, we have what's called the um, Coosa Valley Fair, and that comes around every September. So after you've been in school for a month, the Coosa Valley Fair comes around, and this is a big deal. No matter where you are, whatever your state fair is, this was our our state fair. You know, I was part of 4-H. you know, uh, Damon's dad was part of like the the community like business groups or something, and yeah. they did things with the fair. Also, the Knights of Columbus. So that oh yeah, the Knights of Columbus are similar to the Shriners and the Masons and stuff like that. You know, just a collection of men you know, who, yeah. who represent a certain amount of power in, in, in the area, and they tend to show up at fairs and stuff like that they, yeah. as volunteers and that sort of thing. Yeah, so your dad was there for that. So, um, you know, there was all these – everybody went to the fair. Somebody was involved in the fair in some way, shape, or form, and especially if you're in high school. Like, yeah. you were some way involved in it. So the band played at the fair and things like that. So it's always – you know, it goes on for several weeks, and so – one weekend, uh, one week, G asked me if I want to go to the fair. And I said, sure, let's do it. So he pl- he plans it. And he's like, okay, my dad's going to come pick you up. And we're going to go to the fair and um, and all that. And so um, I remember even having to ask him if I had to bring money. And um, because my mom was like, is this a date? And I'm like, I, 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 he asked me to go. She goes, you better make sure it's a date, which was really awful, awkward shit to put me in the middle of. She should yeah. have just put money in my hand and said, right. here, ha- you have money if you so need it. So that you could be independent. But no, that's but your no, mother. No, that's my mother. So I had to broach that, which probably that's why his parents probably didn't like me. Because one of the first things I ever asked was like, are you paying for everything? Which was <laughs> stupid. Anyway, but so his uh, the night before he calls me and he goes, hey, my dad is making me making me bring. Yeah. And I'm telling you, this is what he said. Okay, My dad is making me 
bring my best friend from elementary school. He's super shy and he's not really getting out there and meeting people much. So um, he ha- he's going with us, and I'm like, okay, that's fine, because yeah. I've I've always been a like, hey, the more the merrier type of person, anyway. So. Yeah. So now, and the funny part is, from my point of view, uh, G had uh, had asked me if uh, if I wanted to go to the Coosie Valley Fair, you know, and ride rides and stuff. Of course, I did. You know, but that what uh, teenage boy didn't? Right. You know, I I always wanted to go to the Coosie Valley Fair. Um. So I said yes, and uh, he told me when to meet at his house, and so I was there at his house, and uh, he was going to give me a ride. So G was just being a pussy and didn't want to be alone with the girls, what it was. Uh, there's actually other reasons, as we, we shall see. Oh, shall we? So um, so basically, um, G's dad pulls up in a van. And when I open the van door, I mean, because G came to the door and got me. And then when I get in, there's this Damon in the back of the van. And I'm like, oh, hey. And he's like, oh, hey. hey. You know, it was yeah. very awkward. And we just kind of road awkwardly which where i lived was literally what half a mile from the fairground you could have actually walked yeah so we ended up riding a whole half a mile in silence to the fairgrounds we went in um you know we hung out for a little while and then um then g and damon start playing video games and um but damon is the one that noticed i was bored Mm-hmm. Damon's the one that noticed I wasn't playing video games. And he said, uh, why aren't you playing video games? And I was like, eh, I don't like video games. So, uh, G, um, I'm like, I'd, I'd like to go ride some some rides. And G is like, well, here. And he pulled off the, you know, those little wristbands that you get when you got, like, go into clubs and stuff? Well, that's what they would use if you got, like, an all, uh, all, all ride pass. You would have this little paper wristband on. And he pulls his off and gave it to Damon and said, hey, take her to ride rides. And yeah. So. so, so her boyfriend, or at least date, for lack of a better word, um, shuffles off his dating partner so he can play video games uh, onto his best friend, who has no idea what's going on, is suddenly gifted with this opportunity. Yeah. Unexpected. Yeah. So we're shoved together and alone, and yeah. told to entertain ourselves. So. So we did. So we did. So we, that's our uh, first experience realizing that we both like to ride thrill rides. Um, I vividly remember us riding the wheelie. I do too. That is that uh, contraption that you get in these sort of uh, bucket seats with a, if imagine a bench turned so that you're straddling it with your legs. And so the, you, if you're riding two people, one person has to ride in front of the other, squished up so that you're, you know, their hips are in your lap. Right. So, of course, being, you know, being in the 80s and we're still doing, you know, conventional male-female uh, situations, she sits in front of me, and so I am behind her, my lap pressed right up against... My lower back, yeah. yeah, so. yeah. And I'm a teenage boy, so you can just imagine the, the, the raging heart on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't have to imagine it. Uh, no, I was uh, yeah. Uh, kind of knew. Uh, kind of had an idea of what's up. What's up? Oh, look oh, down. That's looks, what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, so there was that, but I was... Um, uh, coy enough, I guess, not Thank to goodness. say anything. Yeah. I, I, I was embarrassed and thrilled at the same time. I mean, I, I was so shy. I had never gone out with a girl before. This wasn't even really a date. It certainly wasn't my date. I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> you were on G's date. And when I was on G's date, we were just going to play video games. And then now I'm on a, on a ride squished very closely with this attractive girl who, you know, granted, you know, about a month ago had insulted me, but I let that slide. You just I was let like, that go. You know me. what? 
I didn't even remember that anymore. All I know is that <laughs> this was amazing. So there we sit. Mm-hmm. Squished together. Squished together. Oh, yeah. And that was it. That is all that happened that, that night. Yeah. We rode no rides. No make out. No make out. We didn't hold hands. I mean, I was still there with G. Mm-hmm. He was my. He was technically my boyfriend for nine months. Yeah. And I never broke that trust. I mean, I didn't try to hold her hand. I didn't grab her. I didn't Mm-mm. I didn't talk to her in any way like anything other than, oh, okay, you're just my partner for these rides and that's it. Yeah. I didn't say anything about the raging heart on. Yep. We we never spoke about it. No, no, we let that go, and then um, so I mean, you figure. So you're talking nine months. Me and G broke up right before school ended. Yeah, right before the ninth grade ended, mm-hmm. and uh, you and I were had continued to be friends all through the ninth grade. Like we hung out. Well, we, of course we did. He was your best friend, and he was my boyfriend. So right. we were constantly together. Yeah, as we, a, as a trio. Yeah, and yeah, and you know, we also were part of a larger group of essentially the school misfits. You know how. <laughs> How in high school you kind of naturally segregate yourself. So you have the jocks, you have the. We um, didn't have goth kids. We yet. didn't. Have, yeah, we, we didn't really. I mean, there were one or two, but there weren't enough to form their own groups. Let's say yeah. so they kind of fell in with either by themselves or they 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 fell in with whatever group they uh, aligned most closely with. So right. our group was the misfits, basically the the folks that didn't fit in anywhere else. Uh, I don't know how to classify it. If you because we didn't fall into any of those classifications. Right. I mean, we all kind of partic- Some of us participated in bands. Some of us participated in some of the clubs. Some of us participated in drama. Some of us participated in all of these things. Yeah, some of us participated in the sports too. I mean, G G played football, so yeah, G was in. Fo- yeah, so we we had a a large variety of of things that we were all interested in and we didn't fit into any one particular we were not the drama kids we were not the band kids there were kids that were the band kids and we knew them and we were friends with them but yeah we weren't only the band kids yeah so it's yeah so yeah when we so like for example g was not in the band so when we'd go on band trips those of us in the misfits group would hang out close together on the bus but that wasn't all the misfits that was just the ones that were also in the band Right. And so um, when you guys that were in various like trivia clubs and stuff like that, there was a couple of you. But see, I wasn't in those groups and neither was G. So it just I mean, I don't even know if we should worry about saying names. This is going to go for so long that. Yeah. I mean, we'll play it by ear. We'll we'll play it by ear. We're not going to say G's name during this episode, but um, it may come out later because I mean, because we're going to have to talk about eventually if we're going to continue to talk about high school and stuff like that. I mean, we're going to have to talk about people we knew. So, yeah, but whatever. Um, but that, that was really the only romantic relationship amongst all the people that we hung out with. Me and G were the only serious romantic relationship. Right. Um, and I wouldn't even call it that because, I mean, like I said, we were 13. Yeah. The most we did was smooch. Yeah. Um, at 13. At that's the 13. Most, that's the yeah. most you did. When she says we, meaning kids at 13 yeah at least in our at least in our decade in high school and the people we hung out with we weren't that we weren't that crazy of a promiscuous group yeah i mean mean, there were some that were but they would tend to uh, date seniors who were a little more aggressive about that sort of thing so they they would get in a little deeper than that but among us all in the same class we were generally pretty light 
Yeah, and is it? Yeah, and 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 I now remember that time, like he and I, like he might have done some like touchy feely stuff, but yeah, nothing you can remember. Nothing I can remember. Yeah. So it wasn't like we were, you know. I know I was not sexually active at that age. So right. there's that. But um, yeah, it was a, it was a weird time, and so we get kind of to the end of the school year. Um, Damon and I have hung out on band trips and stuff. Now, interestingly enough, there's a story. That has been relayed to Damon and I about band, about a band trip we were on, but we don't remember it. Yeah. So Damon and I were on a band trip and his dad and his mom were waiting in the parking lot for Damon to show up. And they said that when the bus pulled up, um, all the kids started piling out. And Damon and I have always been helper kids anyway, so we would always hang back and help with like unloading all the all the the drums and the xylophone and all the extra equipment and all that and everybody's cases and all that. And so they said that Damon got off the bus and that I and he turned around and faced the stairs of the bus and that I came down the stairs handed him something and then when i handed it to him i leaned over and kissed him on the forehead i don't remember that at all and i don't either which i can imagine i kiss you on the forehead because you've that's been a very defining feature of yours is you do have a tall forehead yeah even when i had plenty of hair i still had plenty of forehead to go along with it (laughs) right so i can imagine i can imagine i did that it's it's actually it sounds chaste what happened sounds very chaste but the way your dad described it he lost his mind yeah so i i think dad was so excited because again i was a shy kid i hadn't gone out with girls he was wondering if I was gay or not, so this was like, <gasps> he might not be gay. Yeah, so girl uh, kissed you, so. Yeah. So that was our first year of knowing each other, and then uh, you went off to do things in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we come from two different worlds, so that's the thing you got to know about us. Damon's family is, uh, Damon's dad was a professional, his mom was a professional. Um, they lived in kind of one of the nicer neighborhoods in town. He went to a private Catholic school. He went to the Catholic church, which in a small town in Rome, Georgia, the the church, the Catholic church really stood out compared to all the other churches in town. And the fact that it's a small southern town. So it's mostly southern uh, Baptist and Methodist in, in right. most of the town. Yep. So the Catholic Church really stood out. And I'll I'll tell you, the Catholic Church stood out in such a way that every time we passed it, it was usually referred to. My mom would say something be like, oh, the Catholics and their big old church and that sort of thing. Now, my family, I come from, I'm sure if anybody, if if you've heard any of my comedy or know anything about me, you'll know that I came from a poor family. I was raised on a pig farm up until I was about eight years old. And my parents divorced. Um, Damon's parents never divorced. Um, I ended up living in a different part of town close to my grandparents with my mom and my mom remarried and I had a shitty stepdad. And so I had that upbringing. So we came from two completely different worlds. So in the summertime between ninth and 10th grade, Damon went off and did, you know, backpacking in the woods. And uh, I sat at home and smoked cigarettes because that's what you do. Yeah. So, yeah, we had different interests, different upbringing. Uh, you know, the only way that our worlds were going to collide was high school. That yeah. was our common ground. That was our one and only common ground. When an evil natural predator takes over a small island to subjugate its adorable populace, there's only one team to call. Ferret Force 5. 
Join the team as they fight to reclaim their homeland from the clutches of evil. Starring Pan as team leader Captain Fuzzlesworth. Poto and Kodo as Mandy and Brandy, the explosive experts. Rodolfo as the team sniper, Steve. And Sereno as the team's super spy, Duke Blade. Also starring an owl as the deplorable dictator Owl. And guest starring Trinidad Silva as the evil Dr. Badger Totenkopf. Badgers? We don't need no stinking badgers! Ferret Force 5. They will fuzz you up. Now playing at Star Cinema in Nuku Alofa Tonga. Cut to 10th grade. 10th grade, yes. So we, we start 10th grade, and uh, that's uh, 87. And in 87, um, I'm dating boys from different high schools. I've made the decision that I'm not going to date anybody at Eastrom High School because it's, uh, it's too much work, um, essentially. I have seen relationships within the school and then you have breakups and it's it's a mess and g and i did not get along very well after that um even though we still ran in the same crowd which made that kind of a really difficult yeah but i mean it, it happened right i mean kids would date and they would break up and they'd still be friends with the other friends and so you know it, yeah it, it i guess you just learned to let go of it yeah. So you let go of it. Um, we go through high school. I'm, we're still in the band mm -hmm. together. We see each other at least one class per, I think two, because we were in English class in the 10th grade. Because right. the 10th grade is the year you got in trouble in English class because yes. of me. Yes. I sent you a, I, I sent you, a, I wrote you a note oh. and I passed you a note in English oh, class. Oh man. And the, the kid that never got in trouble got, got in, in trouble, trouble because of a girl. Uh-huh. And so, um, you know, David and I still hung out, you know, he, the teacher is like, Damon, what would your parents say? And Damon was like, I would be in so much trouble. And they're April, what would your parents say? I was like, my mom doesn't give a shit. And they were like, oh, okay. So, yeah. So that's no leverage on you. No leverage on me whatsoever. You can't scare me. Yeah. That's so, right. So then we have to talk about the freshman sophomore dance, don't we? We do. And we also have to talk about, uh, your mom too that year, right? Or is that the next year? Um, oh no, gosh. it was that year. It was, it was that, that year, year because right. it was that... in that English class that I found out. Right. And it was when you came over. That's right. So, yeah, yeah, because it's the same year that dance, you're right. Yeah. It has to be the same year. So, okay. So. so we talk about the dance first. You're right. absolutely right. So basically, um, freshman, sophomore dance comes around. Um, see, again, this is like, do we mention this person's name? I'm standing in the hallway. Now, this is 10th grade. And I'm standing in the hallway and I'm talking to a girl um, who is uh, bragging about who she's going to the freshman sophomore dance, which this is our prom. Right. Freshman sophomore dance is the prom for us before we become junior seniors. Right, exactly. So I, I guess I don't know if other schools did this, but it was kind of a, a way to give the freshmen and the sophomores something, a, a dance to call a their own. A spring dance. Yes, yeah. essentially. Yeah. yeah, spring dance to call their own. So the scroll goes, who are you going to this freshman sophomore dance with? I'm going to so and so. He goes to Model High School. He's a senior. Blah 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 blah. Right? And she's bragging, and I'm just, I'm fuming because 
A, the guy that I had been seeing and I had broken up, like we weren't talking at that point. Um, also, um, I had kind of been waiting on you to ask me. I figured you, I knew you didn't have a date yet because I'd asked you, I was like, have you asked anybody? You're like, no, I haven't asked anybody. I was like, are you going to ask somebody? He's like, I haven't thinking about it. And I was like, who are you going to ask? And you're like, I don't know. And you wouldn't answer me. Yeah, and you wouldn't... I didn't pick up on any of those hints at no. all. Not a one. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, I don't have anybody to go with either. And you're like, oh, that's too bad. And I'm like, oh, uh, come God. on, man. What is wrong with you? <laughs> so I'm standing there in the hallway talking to this girl. And just as she says, and who are you going with? Damon walks up and I go, and I think you heard it. And oh, I, I did. And I went, I'm going with Damon. And Damon goes, what color are we wearing? And I said, white. And he was like, okay. And that was that. Yeah, I I can't believe I actually came up with an answer. I was, I mean, I had my back against the wall immediately. I was confused, <laughs> thrilled, scared all at once. All at once. You're like, and and the only thing I had, I, I guess, I guess my brain shut off all vital functions and just went to completely rational. We're going rational. <laughs> and, uh, and so when she asked me a question uh, or she said that we were going, I asked a question. What color were we wearing? Because that's all my brain could think to say. Was, uh, that was the important. I think you just knew that's what the important thing that all the girls were talking about, the color of their dress. I I don't give myself that much credit. <laughs> you, must have, you must have picked it up because that's what you asked. And that's, yeah, it, I, it was I, perfectly appropriate. Like you said, we're going rational. You know yeah. what? So the thing that everybody needs to know, though, is the girl that I was talking to, I knew that you liked and I knew that she liked you, but you never asked her out. No, I, I couldn't. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. So she also, she had to make it, she had to have a contingency plan. And so she went with the senior she knew at a different high school. So when you walked up and she was bragging and I was, it was just like opportunity afforded itself to me. And I was like, oh, I'm going with him, yeah. you know, and the, the, you didn't catch it, but I did. Yeah. I saw the look on her face. It of course was, not. Yeah. I, I was completely clueless. And was, you backed me up a hundred percent right there. Yeah. Like you, you didn't hesitate. You did nothing. And I guess that's, that, that's probably the very first time I ever knew that you yeah. really had my back. Like, yeah, maybe unintentionally, but unintentionally, I did. but you had my I, fucking I, back. I, I was put in a situation, and I just went with it, you which is highly to... unusual for me. I always played it safe. I didn't take risky moves. Something like that would have happened, and I'd been like, uh, I don't want to go or something like that. I'm amazed I didn't say I don't want to go, but I didn't. I, instead, I went with it. Yeah. Crazy. I just took a leap. Yeah. And it was uh, it was. It, oh, did we also talk about the computer course during that year? Because that happened before the dance. Oh, maybe we should. Because, uh, well, it, if it influ especially if it influenced your decision, you know, or helped I would, influence. Yeah, I wouldn't say that it influenced it like like literally like it flashed through my mind at that moment. But right. I'm sure it didn't hurt. OK, well, let's let's rewind a little bit. <laughs> OK, so cut to. Eastrom High School in our tenth grade year got Tandies. Oh yeah, Tandy five thousand technology or something like yeah. that. Promoted by Bill Cosby himself. Yeah, so um, we got a bunch of Tandies, and I wanted to take the computer course. I found out I didn't quite have the brain for coding that my wonderful husband here has, but he did, and he knew it at that time. So he loved this class, and so he took it. Well, of course, as soon as a computer lab became available, Damon just kind of hovered around in that room all the time. So I was sitting in that room and I was working with somebody. Somebody was helping me with homework. I believe it was G, actually. And you leaned over 
you walked into the room and I didn't see nor hear you. And you leaned over and you whispered in my ear. Hi there. And um, came instantly. Like an enti- my entire body like shook. I'm amazed no one knew. If you, I didn't know. I had no idea I had that power in my voice. If anybody knew that, they didn't give it up. But I was shocked and I had to pull myself together really fast. And I mean, I was really new to that anyway. So it was kind of weird. And um, yeah, and I look up and see your smiling face and I'm just like, oh, oh. oh. yeah. So I'm sure that didn't hurt either. So yeah. then cut to like later that spring. Um you when you walked up and said, "Who are you going with?" I'm going with him. Yep. And you said, "What color are we wearing?" I said, "White." And you said, "Okay." Yep. So it seems like the the pumps are primed, right? I mean, yeah. I I whispered in her ear and unintentionally gave her an orgasm, and then later on in the year she she picks me out to go to the freshman sophomore dance. So here we are on our first real date together. Yeah. Do you remember where we went to dinner that night? I don't actually. I do. What? Was but it I, a Golden China? No. Oh, it was, it was that place out um, off Wilshire in Rome. That little like wooden shack. It was like one of those like really fancy places to eat. Huh. Do you okay. not remember that? I don't. I'm sorry. Huh. Huh. Weird. That is weird because. Okay. Uh, was it memorable where we went? To not eat? really. Okay. It, I was in. That's sh- funny. I, I, the only reason I remember it is I remember being in your Honda and I remember playing with the little um, Beam Me Up Scotty Clicker. You oh, yeah. had a little. Damon drove a Honda and it had. He had a little thing attached to the dashboard and it was just a little. Um, it was a little switch and it just said Beam Me Up Scotty on it and he always kept it in the up position. Yeah. And I would put it in the down position and just to see how long it would take him to put it back in the up position. <laughs> and I did this for years and I didn't realize that you knew I was. Did you know I was doing that on purpose? I, or? I knew. Oh, okay. I knew. And I was I was I kept having to weigh whether it was worth saying something <laughs> or not, because, I mean, it's just a switch that did nothing. But yet I it drove OCD, crazy every I had time OCD I about it. keeping it in a certain position for well, whatever reason. That vein that's um, right there above your eyebrow, yeah. every time I flipped that switch, that vein would, would throb, and mm-hmm. I, I knew it. So that's like, it's throbbing now. Hey, there you go. <laughs> so, so I would do that. Um, no, but I remember being in the car, and I remember because the parking was weird, and mm-hmm. the parking, they had like uh, train ties on the ground, and I remember um, us park. You're you're a weird parker, anyway. Always have been. Yeah, and I remember how much trouble you had getting into that parking place. And that's why it's memorable uh, okay. to me. I for me that whole most of that night was a blur, except for the very end. For the very end, yeah. Okay. Because remember again, this was my first date with the girl, and then we're we're. You're young teenagers budding, you know, you know, hormones. And yeah, I I was just I was out of my mind. I, I, I could barely concentrate. Yeah. And you had to come pick me up. And then, of course, let my mom take a million pictures of us. Yes. And then we had to go back to your house and let your dad take a million pictures of us. Oh, yeah. And then when we got there, we um, I'm sure when you open the door, um, most people don't know this. And this is one of the things we can put up on Patreon is the picture um, of us when we were 14 years old in yeah. our prom pictures. And my mom had bought me a dress um, that, that 
barely covered by nipples. Oh, yeah. I had so much cleavage, and I was a big-breasted girl, and um, in my mom let me buy a dress that came to just above my nipples. Yeah. And so I was all cleavage, and the dress was skin tight. I loved it. <laughs> I mean, first date, wow. <laughs> wow. And I was shaped like a... Like a um, like an hourglass. Yeah. I was all boobs and hips, uh -huh. and I had a flat tummy and all cleavage and all hair. Yeah, lots all and lots hair. of hair. Uh, if, you, if you subscribe to the Patreon and you want to see the pictures, uh, it's, it's definitely worthwhile yeah. just to see it. You'll, you'll see look at it and go, oh, the hair. <laughs> and uh, your hair was kind of gorgeous, too. Oh, yeah. And it was, I mean, again, this is the 80s. So, you know, as a holdover from the 70s, guys would still kind of uh, fluff up their hair a little bit, too. So, yeah. and my hair was naturally curly anyway, so I couldn't tamp it down even if I wanted to. So I had to style it the best I could. And yeah, it's got, it's got some air to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of cute. So, oh, yeah. Um, so we go to his house and then, um, it's really interesting. There's a remember this story because later on down the road, we're going to tell you something that happened at this meeting after this meeting of me meeting his mom. Yes, I had only met Damon's mom a couple times, and this was one of them. And she was dying at the time, and I did not know that until yeah. you presented me in front of her. Um, well, laying I mean, in bed, how do you broach this subject? Yeah, you're you're you know, you're 15 years old, your mom's dying of cancer. What, how do you come to school and say, hey, guys, my mom's dying of cancer? I, I just – I was very private about that. Yeah. Plus, I had my own feelings to sort through, and I just wasn't ready to share that with anybody else. And although April and I were out on a prom date, essentially, we weren't dating. We weren't a couple. So, right. Yeah. So, so I, we weren't close enough to yeah. really share that. We were friends at school. Yeah. But that was about as far as it goes. You never really talked about your home life that much. No. Now, I had been to your house several times. Right. Um, through the ninth and 10th grade, I had been to your house several times. And um, your mom had caught us wrestling several times. Oh, yeah. Um, because I was a tomboy. I was a tomboy. Uh, I had these big old hips and titties, but I had no idea what they were used for at the time. And I was still... I mean, I was I was aware of my sexuality, but I wasn't I wasn't aware aware of it yet, and so I wasn't aware that I was torturing Damon on a regular <laughs> basis by uh, wrestling him and holding him down and and sitting on top of him and stuff like that. Yeah, it was it was horrible, you know. <laughs> my, my mom would complain. She'd say, "Why does he let her get on top of him?" And just hold him down like that. You know, she saw it as uh, demasculating, I guess, or yeah. emasculating. And Damon's dad is like, oh, I get it. I yeah. get it. Yeah. So. Dad got it, and well, I got it. Yeah. So, and I didn't, later I got it, but at the time yeah. I was just f fucking around, and yeah. not, in the, not in the sense you think. But, um, yeah, we just, you know, goofed off all the time. So this is a first real date. And so um, that entire night, w that night began the... The serious, like, heart-to-heart -heart talks that Damon and I have. Yeah. That that was the night it began that we started, like, just telling each other everything. Yeah, like, it was weird. I mean, you know, we were friends and we talked, but not like this. This was one of those things where I mean, we would get out there and dance and we took pictures of the dance and that sort of thing. But towards the end of the night, April and I went off into a corner and just started 
talking about our lives and yeah it was it, i don't even know I, I can't remember what prompted it or anything probably me having to come to grips with the fact that your mom was dying you know yeah. and i barely knew it you know maybe then and, and i barely knew her and knew you and so we just yeah. kind of started i think probably one of those cases like well hey i know that's shitty but hey look how shitty my life is you know and we probably started trying to out shitty each other you know what i mean it might have been that but it was weird yeah i mean most most couples that were there were if they weren't dancing they were you know smooching in the corner or whatever but she, no that was not happening oh that's right that wasn't this happening. was ha- this was at a dance in the lunchroom that's right in the high school that's right so was, they would not let that happen yeah, it was heavily guarded <laughs> you're right you're right that's the whole point that's what comes up next yeah. but uh yeah no uh anyway most of the kids were either talking and laughing Hanging or dancing groups, yeah. yeah so she and i go off alone into a corner and we are legit just talking yeah. And I'll remember I remember it too because we were sitting by the back doors at the back. Yes. Like the r- ones that let out into the schoolyard. Schoolyard, yeah. And um of the back of the lunchroom. And we were never really ever allowed to go out those doors. That's right. Uh, you always if you wanted to go out into the that area you had to go around and go out a different door. Mm-hmm. So we were sitting there and it's the very same teacher that caught us with the note. I can't remember her name to save my life right now. <laughs> um it's the very same teacher that caught us with the note in English class. Yep. And um you and I were talking, and you were leaning in for a kiss, and I was leaning in to let it happen, and her face appeared between the two of us yep. just out of nowhere. And she's like, hey, what are you guys doing? Uh-huh. And so once again— And that stopped it. Yeah. That broke the, that broke the spell. It broke everything. Yeah. And I don't remember—we never attempted to do anything else that night. Mm-hmm. I took her home. I don't even recall— thinking about that part which is kind of weird you'd think that would be like uh, you know an amazing like burned into my brain part of it but i really didn't mm-hmm. think about it again until a couple of years later so uh it was just one of those things that you know what could have happened at that moment didn't yeah it was it was completely stopped so yeah. um yeah and then um Life goes on. Yeah. And then... We have our own lives once again. We did not... Did we gradu- we graduate out of 10th grade going into 11th grade, and mm-hmm. you go off and do your summer things, and I think you said you worked a lot that summer. I did. I hung around with my girl, two girlfriends I hung out with all the time and smoked a lot, and... Right. And um, I think that was probably the one thing you probably, you've probably hated the most about knowing me my entire life. I mean, I've smoked since I was 13, so... Yeah. Uh, so you've known that, but then... um. Then eleventh grade happens. Yes. And then, um, I uh, I pitch a fit in my chemistry class, and I quit school like two weeks into high school. Yep. And so she's gone out of my life. I mean, because I completely. I'm I obviously go to school. That's how I interact with everybody. So I don't see April again. Um. Yeah. For a year. Um, for a year. And basically, um, you know, I say I goofed off during the summers, but actually, I didn't. Um, I wanted out of high school so badly that actually, the summer between eighth and ninth grade, ninth and tenth grade, tenth and eleventh grade, I took summer school, and I didn't have to because I had not failed anything. So I had taken summer school because I wanted to graduate early, and just I wanted to get a job and get the hell out of that little town, and um, so. I quit school and my mom was like, well, you can quit school and you can live here, but you can't not work. You have to get a job. So she made me get a job. Um, I, you know, there's a lot of shit my mom has done wrong over the years and I've bitched about it. But the one thing she did right was is she took my paycheck away from me 
every time I got paid. She left me enough money for cigarettes and enough money for gas, and that was it. She made me buy my lunch. You know, she made me buy groceries, and she used all of my money towards all those sorts of things, so I never had any money. Um, And then I called you, what, about halfway into the school year? Yeah. About halfway into the school year, I called you, and uh, you can tell this part. Yeah, so she calls me, and I think you just wanted to hang out or something like that? Yeah, just wanted to hang out over the weekend. Right, and I said, uh, you know what? No, you dropped out of school. You obviously have different priorities in your life. I can't hang out with you. And I hung up the phone. Yeah. I mean, I was downright rude about it. Yeah, I, he was. I, I, I can look back late now and admit that. I, you know, I have no real excuse except to say that uh, occasionally I could be I could be a pretty pretty, pretty big douchebag. <laughs> uh, you know, when I get I, I get self you know I, I got self righteous about you know people who went to school versus people who dropped out and did nothing with their lives, and I felt that she just when she dropped out of school she became that category of people that worked menial jobs and never left their hometown. And so as far as I was concerned, she was never going to be in my life because I knew as soon as I got, as soon as I graduated high school, I was going to leave Rome. I was going to go off to college and there's no way I could hang out with a dropout. So that was that. Yeah. And so he wouldn't talk to me. And, and um, I, you know, and honestly, I can say I remember my feelings being hurt. I'm pro- I'm pretty sure I probably was like, what the fuck? And, and I may have even shed a tear or two, but I honestly don't remember a whole lot about that time. I mean, because I, I just, I worked all the time. Um, so then coming up uh, close to the end of the your 11th grade year, my grandfather pulled me aside and said, um, you know, what's it going to take to get you to graduate? So that made us call the school and find out how I was on credits. And I found out that if I came back for the next year, that I could graduate uh, one quarter late. I had enough credits to, to carry me through one extra. It would take me one extra quarter to make up for losing a year, which is not bad. So I um, I uh, I basically was like, OK, let's do this. And I enrolled at Model High School. Now, this is what's interesting. I decided not to come back to East Rome. And I just felt like I needed a change. And this is a theme that will play out a lot in uh, our lifetime. And I needed to change. And so I went to Model High School. And I did not like the way they did things. And I won't get into it because I honestly can't remember the name of the man who ran the history class. But I got into it with the history teacher at Model High School and essentially told him to go fuck himself in front of everybody in the school. And there's something about um, there's something about working for a year and realizing, oh, I don't have to put up with this. That's probably what made my last year of high school so hard is because once you've worked a year, you kind of realize people don't you don't have to let people treat you a certain way and that teachers are unnecessarily rude sometimes. And uh, I realize they have a hard job. It's just, you know, I just at that time, I felt like it was nonsense to talk to me like that. So he and I uh, had our ways and I left and I went to East Rome High School and I talked to um, Mr. Jackson and Mr. Jackson told me him and uh, the principal was just Mr. Holland. No, no, no. It was... Mr. Holland had left. It was um, anyway. Yeah. I just remember Mr. Jackson because I was sitting in his office and uh, his wife was in there. and She was the home ec teacher. And I remember getting enrolled in her class. And that's why I remember it so vividly. But them telling me him and the principal telling me. If I got called to the office once, one time, for any reason, that was it. They would they would expel me, and I would not be allowed back, and I would be a high school dropout. And I said, okay, 
I took those terms and I stuck to it. It was hard. Um, Damon actually stuck to it as well because when I showed up two weeks into the into the year, um, Damon was the only person that accepted me with yeah. open arms. Yeah. So despite the fact that I was so rude to her earlier, as soon as she came back, I thought, oh, wow, she must be serious because she's coming back and she's actually trying. Yeah. So I renewed my friendship with her and welcomed her back in kind of basically she wanted to sit back with us misfits and I left her left room for her. So once I kind of brought her back in, everybody else accepted it. Yeah, everybody accepted it. And then there was um, Bruno uh, was the foreign exchange student. And I was introduced to him my first day there by Miss Bachelor, who was the French teacher. And um, she introduced me to Bruno. And then I introduced Bruno to you. Right. And then I introduced Bruno to the rest of the misfits who actually didn't want anything to do with me. And I still this day don't know why. So if anybody from that group ever wants to, you know, I should ask Eric because Eric's a really good friend of ours still. We still talk to him a lot. But, um, yeah, well, I don't know. Eric Eric was still friends with me. He and I still yeah. talk because he didn't live far away from me. So he and I were still friends and still chatted a little bit. But um, so basically we kind of like slowly renewed our friendship and we slowly became um, – uh, I became part of the group again, and we brought Bruno in. So Bruno hung out with us during the senior your all of y'all senior year, my right. junior year, eighty nine. So it's my junior year. So um, we, I, I get back involved with the band, even though I'm not allowed to be in the band because I was kind of on that academic probation thing where I didn't have enough like regular credits to give me the luxury, I guess, of being in extracurricular right. activities. So it was all straight high school like english math science yeah. that sort of thing the could, bare minimum that you needed to graduate right i couldn't do any i couldn't take art classes or anything like that or no i took an art class but anyway i could, i wasn't in band right and so i still i volunteered with the band i was still involved with the band through the whole thing so that was a lot of fun so then um i won't talk about you getting a star student yet we'll talk about that later yeah, but no that's another episode that's a completely different episode but um that's the year you got star student and um and that's the year you graduated high school and left me behind for one more quarter and i actually finished high school and i graduated i went from being a d student to a b plus student and the reason that it's so it's worth noting that i was a b plus student is because i was one tenth of a point from being an a student yeah and all because of one report. One report. Yeah. But uh, we should probably wrap this up by talking about uh, the end of our origin story and how yeah. we became a couple for real. Yeah. So up until this point, Damon and I are still not a couple. We are still right. just friends and we still just know each other through our group. Um, so what happened was is uh, I was... I needed a ride home from school one day and GA offered me a ride home from school because he had that big cool car. Yeah. I said, sure. And uh, we were talking to another friend of ours. You know, what? I'm going to f- fuck it. I'm going to say his name because I need to say all of our other friends' names. Gabe. Yeah. So Gabe took me home. Vince, who is another friend of ours from the group, um, needed a ride home too. And he lived like one neighborhood over. So Gabe took him home as well. And they came into my house and um, they're nosy sons of bitches. And they went in my room and um, my diary was sitting on top of my desk. I. I just left it there and um, my mom was not one if she did snoop through it I didn't know about it and didn't care I guess and um, they were flipping through it and Vince was flipping through it and found saw your name and he stopped and he was reading it and it said something to the effect of how much I liked you 
And then I wish I wish that you would fucking say something because this was at a time when girls did not approach boys. We just right. didn't. That's we weren't allowed to. Yeah, it it was just still the social norm then, you know. I mean, it seems backwards now, but you know, back then it was still the case that guys were expected to ask girls out and that's the way it was supposed to be. Right. And so I was sitting around waiting on Damon to ask me out. Now, um finally uh Vince sees this thing in my diary and he he yanks the page out of the book and he takes it and he hands it to Gabe and I'm like what the hell are you doing he shows it to Gabe Gabe looks at it and they both just like kind of smile at each other and they both at the same time came up with the same idea and was basically like look either you tell him you like him or we're going to give him this yeah they were good friends I mean they I had struggled with dating all through high school because every time I First of all, I had a hard time getting the courage to ask girls out. And then every time I finally would ask a girl out, she'd turn me down. Oh, I wonder why. That's hmm, I wonder hmm. why. Huh. It wouldn't be like there was a girl at school that was going around threatening to beat the shit out of other girls if they went out with you. No, that would be weird. That would be very weird. <laughs> it's like someone who's manipulating my life behind the scenes. Hmm. Oh, I can't imagine. No, but uh, no, seriously, I, I had uh, there were a couple of girls at school I knew wanted to go out with Damon. And I basically forbid it. Um, I, I told them that they, if they told you, if you asked and they said yes, that I would kill them behind the school. So Yeah. So basically she's, you know, engineering it so that I'm not going out with any other girls so that I pretty much have no choice but to ask her. Of course, that, that was, never comes to pass. <laughs> that was not my intention. No, I know. Um, I but know. It, it, that, yeah, that never came to pass. And and, and honestly, it, it just down the road, I, I realized the shitty things I did and I realized the consequences it had. At the time, I didn't. I had yeah. no idea. I didn't realize I had killed the entire pool of girls. I was just trying to stop a few I thought yeah. were assholes. And, and, and that's to be fair. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I'm joking around, but in all seriousness, she had listened to these girls plot and scheme to basically use me, you know, for yeah. all that they could get. So if they had, if I had dated them, they would have used me and then dropped me. So she was doing me a favor. I just didn't realize it at the time. Right. And it was, and, and if you're wondering, like, use him for what? He had a car. He was a teenage boy in the 80s with a car. Yeah. And that was and I, and highly I, unusual. And I, and I worked odd jobs and for uh, my dad's uh, financial firm over the summer. And so I had a little bit of money, you know, not a whole lot, but enough to take girls out on dates and they could have enjoyed, you know, free dates and all that without giving anything back in return. So that was yeah. their plan. Yeah. And I just, I felt like they were using you and I wasn't going to let it happen. So, yeah. but in the, in the same turn, I fucking ruined your social life for a long time and didn't realize it. And then, so they took this to you. They said they were going to take it to you. So then I had to call you and be like, we need to meet. And so, because they didn't give me much time at all. And so you were like, like now? And I'm like, yes, like right now. And you're like, okay. So we got, I came to your house. Um, I borrowed my mom's car. I came to your house and we sat in your dad's music room. Many people, you will hear stories of the music room later. Um, sat in the music room and um, and basically played this guessing game where I was like, um, so there's somebody at school I really like. And you're like, really? Who? And because you're like being my friend and you're right. like, I'm going to support you. And I, I can't imagine what you were thinking. But oh, I, w I was thinking, oh, I wonder if it's me. Not can't be me. Yeah. It's, it's obviously not me. Why would it be me? You named every boy in the school. I did. Every I... kid in the school, like every white kid, every black kid, every Mexican kid, every like we had a few Korean kids, like everybody. And we're, I was like, mm -mm, mm, nope. Mm -mm. You even named kids you knew I didn't like. Yeah. 
I, I had to because I, it couldn't possibly be me. It took forever. And then, of course, I'm a dumbass. I couldn't have just said, oh, it's you. But no, I couldn't do that. So I was like, is it me? And I mean, I was scared because if I said that and she said no, I'd be like, oh, I'm such an idiot. I look like such a fool thinking it was me. So that, you know, I didn't dare say that to the very, very end. Yes. And then I said, yes, it's you. And we just kind of stared and looked at each other for a few minutes. Now, get this. We both told each other we loved each other immediately. Yeah. Like, I've always loved you. And you and said, said, I love you, I've, too. I've always loved you, too. I really did. I mean, you you heard all this thing, you know, that, you know, me, you know, us almost kissing at the freshman sophomore dance. And then me telling her later when she dropped out of high school, I don't want to talk to you anymore. But I still thought about her. I did. I mean, I even... Uh, in the eleventh grade, when she was when she was not at our school, I I went to the uh, to the prom with a, another girl, and I I I I actually thought about asking April out, but I in my mind that avenue was shut off. I don't know why it's not rational. It's just in my mind I had cut her off, and that I, was that. That was that. Even though I thought about it, I thought, oh, I'd love to ask her out, but I can't. Now, um, that <laughs> that prom was interesting because yeah. the guy that I went with, I actually showed up at the East Rome High School prom yep. with a friend of ours, Eric, we've already talked about. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the interesting thing. And Eric, if, if you hear this, I, I want you to know I love you and I don't hold this against you. But Eric called me and he was like, you're the last person I have decided to call. If you say no, I'm not going to prom. <laughs> and I'm like... Oh, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. I'm the last person you thought. Yeah. So at least I was in the list, but I was the last person right. on the list. So. So, so that was a little awkward for you know me wanting to ask her out, but I limited myself to not doing so. And so I show up at prom. And then she surprisingly shows up at prom with Eric, who's still going to East Rome. So she's there. I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. So it uh, – it was, uh, it was, I, I spent the entire night crying yeah. and Eric was miserable and um, I'm, sounds like you had a miserable evening because your date talked about another guy throughout the whole thing. Throughout the whole thing, she would talk nonstop about this other boy she had met at a different school <laughs> while we were on our date. So yeah, I didn't have a good time either. So the 11th grade, uh, you know. Or the senior prom. Or, yeah, the senior prom, but that was when we were in yeah, the 11th grade. Yeah, 11th grade prom. Yeah, yeah, when we were in the 11th grade and we went to the senior prom, it was the worst for everyone involved. So then cut to, you know, a year, uh, a year later, a year later. And now we're finally, finally a just a couple. So yeah. we I, go to school and we tell everybody we're a couple, um, but we're not really officially a couple. And I don't know the date that that happened. I really don't. All I remember is that on September 29th, you called everybody's attention to, uh, we were all the entire school. This was before school started, so everybody was kind of gathered around downstairs, kind of waiting to go to our classes. Well, I thought it was at lunchtime. Was it at lunchtime? I thought uh, it was downstairs in the front. Okay, I, I don't remember. That's funny. We don't remember it exactly. We don't remember it exactly. Anyway, it was but... it was a, it was at a place where everybody in in the high school was gathered. Yeah, and Damon like took something and tapped on like the stair rail, and yeah. it was metal, and it ding ding ding, and everybody stopped talking and turned and looked, and even I was like, "What the fuck is he doing?" Because even that was a bit much for even yeah. my bold personality. And uh, Damon uh, said, "I just want everybody here to know that as of today, I'm giving my ring to April and asking her to be my girlfriend." And he yeah. did that in front of the whole school. I did. That was extremely unusual for me. I yeah. never wanted to. Uh, 
bring attention to myself in that way. But I was overwhelmed. I felt like I had to. I was so proud of that moment where I could actually essentially, you know, own this and, and take this and make a decision about, you know, my emotional life. And yeah. it was it was just amazing. It and, was completely amazing. And it was so Oh, yeah. oh it just, I, I took uh, off my class ring, put it on her finger. Oh, and it was amazing. Everybody cheered, you know, because now the shy kid, you know, finally yeah. got his girlfriend in, in his senior year. Yeah. You know. It was awesome. Yeah. So. And so that was that was that was an awesome start to our relationship and finally an end to the dry spell that had plagued us both. Yeah. So we were at that point as of um September twenty ninth, nineteen eighty nine. We yeah. were officially a couple. That's right. And that's how we've been ever since. Yep. So that's the end of episode one. That's the origin story. Yeah. Stay tuned for more episodes where we will get into some of the uh, the, the deeper stories around some of our, our lives. We'll we'll go back and forth. We're from high school to early adulthood to recent events. You know, we'll pick a topic and we'll just talk about uh, our experiences around that topic. Yep. You've been listening to uh, Marriage Survival Boot Camp. I'm April Gallaty. I'm Damon Gallaty. And you're listening to the You Gonna Meow Podcast Network. Yep. Enjoy. You've been listening to Marriage Survival Boot Camp on You Gonna Meow Podcast Podcast Network. Network. Now drop and give me 20.